0: Should we go on? Maybe in Second uh, Samuel. Sure. sure. We should back up. Um,
1: just little I think it'd be nice to do just a little review of chapter seven before we go on to eight because eight says, and after this, it came to pass. Just to get a, a little more discussion about chapter um, seven and. Um, this uh, prayer of David, or the, actually the Lord's response to David. So it may be in, starting in chapter uh, 8, 7, verse 4. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came to, unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even unto this day but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle." Maybe we just stop for prayer. Father, we praise you and thank you again for this great savior, the Lord Jesus. We thank you for your word and all that is there and uh, for a profitable time together in the word. So we just praise you and thank you. Pray that uh, for um, Debbie, uh, speaking with Debbie and going through basic Bible things that this would be made clear to her as well. The Bible being the word of God, um, and, and and laying out for us the way of salvation we praise you and thank you again for this time amen amen <clears throat> so the the end of six uh, I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt even in this day but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle well that is you know in in uh, Corinthians uh, you know the Paul says, that rock that followed you through the desert was Christ. So this is actually, I mean, I don't know if you feel like that is, a, you know, like a, a messianic verse, but yeah. that's Christ. He walked through them throughout the desert. Verse 7. In all the places where I have walked with the children of the is- of children of Israel, I spake a word in any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded uh, to feed my people, Israel, saying, Why build? Why build ye not me an house of, of cedar? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto thy servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep sheep's, sheep coat. Verse 8. Now therefore, thou shalt send unto thy servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people of Israel. And I was rich with with... And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more, children of wickedness." These are the children of Israel versus the children of wickedness. And afflict them any more as before time. As at, and as since the time I commanded judges to be over my people, Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee he will make thee a house.
0: Yeah.
1: He's, gonna prom- he's promising David a house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers... I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. That would be, you know, he's speaking to David, but really he's speaking to the great son of David. And he shall build an house for my name. Well, actually, Solomon, he comes to building a house, right? And he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So now that's like really. Uh, You know, the Jews looking at King Solomon and David and looking beyond this, uh, he'll establish his kingdom forever. You'd think that they would be thinking this is the Messiah, a messianic reference. Verse 14, I will be his father and he shall be my son. So, you know, they could look at this as Solomon, but there are other verses, you know, scriptures, passages in the Old Testament that speak of the Christ the Messiah, as his son. If he commit iniquity, but, you know, the Lord's not going to be This really referring to you know, Solomon and descendants. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men, but my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established, Forever. Before thee and thy throne shall be established forever. So. You would think that the Jews would consider this. I don't know. Did they think that there I guess, you know, does this just mean in their history forever or really does this mean eternity? Because if that's the case, it'd have to be something pointing to someone else than just David's seed. Um, I think that uh, don't you think that they had a view that the world this world wasn't going to last forever and that the messianic kingdom was going to come and you know it was not like where they were living now so this is obviously messianic uh language that his throne shall be established forever so this is speaking also obviously of the David's greater son, the Lord Jesus. According to all these words, and according to his this vision, so said Nathan, uh, speak unto David. And then David, uh, his responsive of, of of worship, going back to the Lord. Then uh, went David in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And this was yet a, and this was yet a small thing in thy sight, O Lord God, but thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house and of a great while to come and it is this and this and is this manner of man, O Lord God. And is this the manner of men? In other words, well, I don't know what is he what does that say? What does that mean? And is this the manner of men? I'm going to get my other uh, second Samuel.
2: Well, he said, uh, spoken of the servant's house for a great while to come, which man can't do, right? This is not the way of men. Yes. They can't prophesy and declare the future.
1: Right. Say something like that this is going to be forever. His throne is going to be established forever. Sure. And what can David say more unto thee, for thou, Lord God, knowest thy servant? For thy word's sake and according to thine own heart hast thou done all these great things to make thy servant know them. Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God, of thee there is none like thee, neither is there any God before thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom god went to redeem for a people for himself and to make him a name and to do for you great things and terrible for thy hand for thy land before thy people which thou redeemest thee, which thou redeemest to thee from egypt from the nations and from their gods for thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people israel to be a people unto thee forever and thou lord art become their god and now, O Lord God, the word that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house, establish it forever, and do thou and do as thou hast said. I wonder what David's thoughts were concerning this idea of his throne being established forever. What is David thinking about this? Does he have any idea that he's in the line of the Messiah? I mean, is he is that in the in in his mind somewhere along the line that the Messiah is going to come from, you know, the tribe of Judah, and now the line of David?
2: You might find it in a psalm. In you know, I was just I don't know what psalm, but maybe you find it there because those are prophetic.
1: I'm thinking of I, I I'm thinking about that. Yeah, that doesn't. But that, I mean, just for David to think about that, he must have, you know, when David writes a lot of these Psalms, again, he writes things that are far, far, far right. and away from where he is. And so for the Jews, that would be the millennium when he's talking about forever and and the Lord reigning, that would be the millennium. Verse 26, and let thy name be magnified forever, saying, Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts is the God over Israel. And the house of thy servant, David, be established before thee. For thou, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, hast revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee an house. Therefore hath thy servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee. So the house that God is building for David is his lineage, his family, being uh, established in a kingdom, and really, speaking of the Lord Jesus, an eternal throne. And verse 28, And now, O Lord God, thou art that God, that thy words be true, uh, and thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. Therefore, now let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant, that it may continue forever before thee. For thou, O Lord God, hast spoken it, and with thy blessing, let the house of thy servant be blessed forever. I wonder what the Jews in the Lord's day, they expected a Messiah, and they expected it, I believe, from the house of David, right, that they understood that. And they could have, if they wanted to. I mean, I don't think they ever, 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 I don't think you ever read of the Jews acknowledging that the Lord Jesus was from the house of David and, you know, the, the, the kingly line. I don't think you ever read that of the Jews acknowledging that where they could have, they could have known, they could have simply asked him the, you know, Jewish genealogy was like uh, a high, high priority for these, you know, for the Jews, for reasons like this, you had to prove your, 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 you know, your national, you know, your, your lineage. And so, I mean, they could have found out very easily that the Lord Jesus was from <clears throat> the line of David through Solomon. And then uh, Mary was from the line of David through Nathan. Both through Bathsheba. Wow. Both from Bathsheba. Yeah. So, you, th- I mean, well, Luke.
2: You know, they, they, to, to them, he's, you know, from Nazareth.
1: Yes. And that's all they knew.
2: Yeah, that was all they needed to
1: <laughs> right. Same as same as uh, Nathaniel. Could anything good come from Nazareth? Right. Right. Yeah. In fact, it was uh, one one uh verse. I think it was in round chapter 7 of John that said uh this man we know not where he's from. Yeah. Didn't I mean, in fact didn't they say that uh, you know that the Lord was going to come from Bethlehem? It was it Bethlehem or uh, or the or just the um, line of David. I mean, they actually said that, and I think it's in round eight when they're talking when the Lord is talking about their father. Or seven.
2: Yeah, verse uh, seven, verse forty-one. Uh, others said this is the Christ, but some said, "Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Had not the Scriptures said that Christ cometh out of the seed of David, out of the town of Bethlehem?" Exactly. David
1: so both that you know the seed of david out of bethlehem so they knew that
2: well they they uh, i think the romans knew more than they did as far as their own <laughs> genealogy because they, they took joseph's census down.
1: There. uh-huh yeah so you i mean they could have known this they could have simply found this out and never looks like never 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 inquired about the lord's lineage and said you know we don't know where this guy's from in one in one passage.
2: Well, it wasn't like he himself put that forward either. You know, he he talked about the Messiah. Whose son is he? he yes. Son of David.
1: Yes. So he never asserted himself yeah, exactly. as the Messiah or the son of David or that he was born in Bethlehem. Yeah. Even though, I mean, even though they they could have easily found out, but yeah, he never asserted that.
2: What he said that. was his words and his works. You know, yes, the Father testified.
1: Right. Uh, me. So this uh, cornerstone was a rock of offense. They stumbled over, never recovered. So back in chapter eight, and after
2: this, so, well, you, we just look at this for a moment. You know the uh, uh, when he says. Verse 14 of 7 2nd Samuel 7 if he commit iniquity, I will chastise him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul or my put away before thee. Well, we know from the history of uh, the line of David. Samuel, Where was that? 7 what? Uh, uh, in 2nd Samuel 7. Oh, 14. oh, oh. What was it just commenting about Seven, four, the fact yes. that, that there was many in the line of David that were pretty raunchy?
1: For sure. You know? Obviously.
2: Yeah. And and God says that he would discipline them. Yes. You know, he, even, you know, uh, Hezekiah's uh, son. Yeah, wasn't it Manasseh? Thank you. Yeah, Manasseh. Yeah. He got disciplined and he got saved. Yes. You know, he got sent away. He
1: turned God. out to be, you know, the standard for the worst.
2: Exactly. Yeah,
1: you know, if seen you seen want to measure him. the worst, uh-huh. you use Manasseh yeah. to hold him up against to see if anybody could, you know, get worse than him.
2: Yeah, so he's like wow. the chief of sinners. So. Oh
1: man, uh-huh.
2: but 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 he. Oh, his point I was making is that yes. God chastised him. Yes, with yes, the rod of men, and uh, he got saved. Doesn't mean that all of the line got saved. Sure, but but nevertheless, he says in verse sixteen, Thine house, nineteen of shall be established forever." Before thee, thy throne shall be established forever. And, of course, that's what you read in Luke 1, that uh, at the birth of the Lord, that uh, he shall sit upon the throne of his father David. Uh, verse 32. Is that with uh,
1: Zechariah? or Yeah. Verse
2: 32. Well, no, the angel is speaking Oh, okay. There you go. 132. And he shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom, there shall be no end.
1: Yes. So Gabriel makes it clear. Luke makes it clear. Matthew makes it clear.
2: And and God confirmed this in Psalm 78 to David uh, by an oath. You know, he makes the promise here in chapter 7. And then in chapter uh, uh, Psalm 78, um, which is Psalm of Asaph. Psalm 78, yes, and verse um, 87, maybe it's 87. Let's see. 89. Yeah, 89. Psalm 89 and verse 34. He says, My covenant will I mm. not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever, mm. his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon, as faithful witness in heaven. Yes. So so God made him a promise, and now God, in in, in 89.35, he says, I swear. So he gives him, an, there's an oath. Yes. Kind of like he did you know, in Hebrews, where it he talks about... Uh, uh, he made a promise and then confirmed it with an oath to Abraham.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is a psalm of Ethan.
0: Yeah. I don't know no, Ethan. Quite a
2: great guy.
1: Yeah, God's unbroken covenant.
2: Yeah, but, but it's, it's a promise and made confirmed with an oath. So in, in, in Hebrews 6, the same uh-huh. thing with Abraham. Uh, Verse 13, when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. So uh, then he goes on by two in verse 18, by two immutable things, the promise and the oath in which it was impossible for God to lie. So two immutable things. God's promise is immutable and his oath is immutable. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, God doesn't have to make a promise and then swear that he's going to keep his promise. But he does that right. because of the, you know, uh, uh, for the encouragement of the faith, of, you know, the right
1: for assurance for us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And God's people. Yeah. So you wonder about, you know, David writing some of these Psalms, talking about his, you know, everlasting kingdom, God ruling. I wonder if you, you know, you wonder how much he realized was it, was he going to be the ancestor of the Messiah, King David? I mean, Eve got it. <laughs> she, she knew she was. <laughs> there was no, <laughs> no other choices. So you wonder about David. Did he understand this? Did he know that he was going to be the ancestor of the Messiah?
2: Well, says so he, uh,
0: does he speak of the Messiah in uh, anywhere? I don't
2: know about that part. But obviously, he knows his kingdom's going to continue. Yes. Who, right. You can imagine that. I mean, uh, you know, for a head of a house, a head of a family, to be told that your family is going to be blessed by myself forever. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Forever. Right. As long as the sun and right. Promoted, How, right? Right.
1: What would and, that And mean? this is
2: David when That's he you know hard gonna, to comprehend. I'm going to build God a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. God says, well, let me just tell you what I'm going to do for your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the house you build for me is going to get, you know, and was, destroyed by the Babylonians. Right? And Herod, you know, we built part of it. But so whatever David did, whatever men do, is you know <clears throat> faltering, is going to be corrupted. But uh, here is a house that's going to endure mm-hmm.
1: forever. Uh huh.
2: That's hard. To, that'd be hard. You you're talking about David getting a hold of this. Yes. That'd Be pretty hard.
1: And some of the psalms that he writes, you know, reinforcing that.
0: Yeah. So I these things David is saying or saying. Is this more of... Martin, you mentioned that he may not be knowledgeable if this was true or not, or was that a wishful thinking. This part, whatever, when people greet the king, they say, oh, may king live forever and ever.
1: Oh, is it's true. true. It's true. right it more of a, right.
0: a wishful thing? Their power will stay low on earth. But then when you put together the different aspects of the scripture, it all points towards
2: one person. But, but you remember when with David, you know, the Messiah is supposed to deliver Israel. Well, that's what David is going to do in his battling. You know, he's going to secure Israel's place so that Solomon comes in, the greatest, you know, the high point of, of Israel's, Yes. Rule, right. With peace and prosperity. Yes, yes, right. So, you know, it, it's a different kind of thought than after Israel's been rejected and and uh sent into captivity. But I was I was looking here in verse 18 when when he says chapter seven, no, chapter 7, verse 18. Of mm-hmm. seven Samuel. Mm-hmm. "Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me hither Yes, to? right. Verse 19. Yes, and this was yet a small thing in Thy sight, O Lord God. Okay, what was a small thing that You have brought me? That has brought me to this place. This is a small thing. Yes, you brought me to the throne. Right. I mean, it's great on the one hand, but it's small in relation to what else you said. Compared to right, yeah. having a throne forever. Also yes, in Thy servant's house for a great while to come. Yes, and this is not the matter of men.
1: Right. How could anybody promise this? Yeah. Except God. Yeah. I mean, people could make promises, but how could anybody say this except God?
2: But, but David could, he could lay hold upon it because God had brought him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he says, you know, you've taken me a nobody <clears throat> and you've raised me up, you know, to the highest position, you know. And and if that's not grace enough, you just blew my mind because you're talking <laughs> about forever.
1: Exactly. What did that- and,
2: and he says, Who am I? <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Right? I think that, that really helps him, you know, helps to understand when he says, Who am I? I mean, he, this is yes. this is so much sovereign grace that it's you know, he can't believe it. You so he
1: does get at least a grasp of we're talking forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well he you're, said, you're talking. I like the way he says it. He says it in verse uh, eight nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thou hast spoken also thy servant's house for a great while. To a come. great
1: while to come.
2: Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> Almost like he's afraid to use the word forever. But this is what the Lord has said.
2: And so his response, you know, is in you know to verse twenty two. Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God. There is none like thee. And is there any god beside thee? According to all that. We have heard with our ears, and uh, and what nation? And this is I think, mm-hmm. significant because you can't have a a king that is prominent and is uh, 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 going to be blessed unless his kingdom is blessed as well. Right. So this is this is the whole. I mean, it's kind of a package, right? Yes. A What's a king a without a kingdom? A, yeah. Right. The king in the nation. Yes. Right? Right. So he goes on in verse 23, and what one mm-hmm. nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, and God went to redeem for a people to himself to <clears and> make <throat> him a great name. And he goes out bringing them out of Egypt. Sounds
0: like some Richard, the lines know. people are nothing, they're saying nothing, i would not say nothing before that. but they're just like worlds. And then God saved, saves the person and takes him to a different life uh, that will last for eternity. Uh, All I could see here is that David mentioned he was chosen from nothing. Now he became a king. No, before that, he became a leader of of, uh, the outcast. He actually became a king. Now he's talking about Something that would take place in the future. He may not, I don't know. I think, he seems to be sure
2: of what would think.
0: Of. Yes, right.
2: I'm sure, what God's telling you, right? In verse yes. twenty-five, he uses the, the the term forever.
1: And for my twenty-four, concern, right?
2: My, my his house and established forever. Yes, and
1: for twenty-four, for thou hast confirmed unto thyself thy people Israel to be a people unto thee forever.
2: And him is and then he goes on to say him is the king forever. Yeah. Twenty five.
0: and that must be hard to believe. If you are thinking you are living at the time, how could this be?
2: Well you see you see how he accepts God's promise in twenty six, let thy name be magnified forever, mm-hmm. saying, The Lord of hosts is the God over Israel, mm-hmm. and let the house of thy servant David be established before thee. Yeah. So David, as as every, you know, godly king uh, stood up for for um, Israel uh, as as the nation of God, like Solomon when he prayed, you know, who am I that uh, I could lead this people, give yes. them wisdom. Yes, right. And this is where, you know, when you make application where a lot of uh, believers fail in apprehending how great God's grace is how great his sovereign grace is and uh you know to the degree that you bring in works yeah works, how sabbath, how great this salvation
1: know. is yeah right the whether, extent
2: whether you bring in you know the, the keeping of the sabbath yes. or keeping yourself saved you know whatever it is mm-hmm. i mean you can't be overwhelmed like David is right here. This guy is like overwhelmed with grace. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's he's he, he I mean, this is really inconceivable. Right? And yeah. so he, when he goes on when you know you started to go to chapter eight, then, then he starts, you know, positioning Israel as that nation which right. is God's people above all. God's nation, yeah. right. Above the, what did you call them? What did you call them? The children of wickedness. Yes. Verse 10.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And establishing really what would be like a uh, a preview to the millennium.
0: Yeah.
1: All the other nations paying tribute around, you know, being attracted to Israel and, and subdued by Israel. In fact, you know, honoring Israel. Yeah, a preview of the millennium with King David and then Solomon.
2: Well, if Solomon hadn't gone south, I mean, then yes. the kingdom would have continued to prosper. And then, you know, Rehoboam, you know, yeah, with and eventually his son. it's going to fall apart because of what they yes, are. But it's going to take long, right? Right. I mean, you, you wouldn't have thought Solomon with his beginning. And and you see his godliness, yes, his personal godliness, yes, yes, piety, yes. right? That that that, that he would be the one that would take it astray, but he sure did.
1: Yes, right.
2: Of course, he had some help from women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> About a thousand of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. That's problem.
0: <laughs> uh, and, you know that was, that, that, is, that's such a,
2: that's uh, such a great picture because. You know, it just tells you if a guy, if a, if a man will not be content in God's will with one wife, mm. one woman, mm. then you can go to a thousand. You, you, yes, you know, you could get nine hundred and ninety-nine, right? <laughs> and you still are not satisfied. You know, you got to get one more.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: And then you know, that guy talk about tormented.
1: Mm.
2: No wonder, no wonder he went south. Yeah, right. He brought it upon himself. Oh, all these ungodly yes, women, right? Right, right, always right, pecking right. at him. You know, build me my own place yeah. of worship. Right. You know, and finally he just gives in.
1: We so need an. We court. need an altar here. We need an yeah. altar there.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, he had no place to run an and hide.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And David had a little bit of that picture exactly. That with you know, his, so that's why I love Job so his much. Wife's. He could get together with you know he could get. We could leave all that kind of stuff, Mm. you know, and just be, you know, with Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Yes. Right. Not to
2: discount his relationships with Abigail and all, but I mean, there was something really special about about guys having a relationship together. Godly guys.
1: So I still wonder, you know, what David thought about these words, these words like when the Lord uses forever and your kingdom shall be established forever, and uh, things like that. How or his throne shall be established forever? What did that mean to him? So the Jews later on would think that obviously figure out that this is after all the failure, after the captivity, after the return and rebuilding of the temple, you know, and then being under the you know the the rule of Greece, and then well first the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Assyrians then Greece, then Rome. What did they mean? What did this mean? So I think they always look forward with, after all this failure, they're looking forward to the millennium. But
2: they start with the Assyrians, right? Because the Babylonians? After Babylonian was the Persians,
1: Medo-Persians. Oh, Medo-Persians, yes. But he
2: uses uh, he uses in that last verse, verse 29, he uses the forever twice. It's like, you know, it's like once he picked up on it, he got a hold of it, you know, all of a sudden it's his, it's his watchword. You know, it, mm. it becomes like the the word forever. Okay. God, yes. I, I'm accepting it forever. Yes, okay. yes, right. Bless the house of thy servant that it may continue forever Yes, thee. For thou, O Lord, hast spoken <clears throat> it, and with thy blessing let the house of thy servant be blessed forever.
1: So, yeah, so the house of thy servant, he's talking about his family. His lineage, yeah. right? Yeah. That's amazing.
2: It is. That's why I say he's the head of the house and then to have and then, that kind of force. Right.
1: So it's not not far from here, not far from this place right here, Absalom pops up. You know? Takes the kingdom away. You know, David has to run from his own son. Man.
2: Well, you know, but that's the thing about David. You know, I mean, Okay. God's promised your house, to, but does that mean you have no responsibility to mm, you know, to teach mm, your children mm. to be a father? Yeah. Because this guy was not a good father. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. Other than some things that Solomon says in the book of Proverbs about, you know, second chapter about his dad's admonishment to him. Um, <clears throat> he just doesn't seem to be a guy that was around his kids too much.
1: Yes. He keeps saying, my son, listen. But I, don't, I I'm not so sure it was David. I'm. I'm thinking it was Bathsheba. The same "My son," in the first few chapters of Proverbs, "My son, listen to me." Bathsheba. Oh, it. it when I was. Uh, I can't remember. It seems to me that I don't remember.
2: Well, it's, it's the word. The my Proverbs son. Says, turns out the Proverbs of Solomon. Yes. The son of David. In chapter yes. two. Yes.
1: Right, and then it's then it's my son in verse eight. Then it's yeah. my son in chapter two, and yeah. then you go down to chapter three. It's my son.
2: Yeah. So he's passing this on, but uh, to his son, right? Yes. So where does he say? Uh, okay,
1: there, there in the chapter four, verse three. For I was my father's son. Yeah,
2: yeah there you go.
1: Tender and the only beloved in sight of my yeah. mother, Bathsheba.
2: He, he taught me also.
1: Yes. He taught me also, yeah. yes.
2: I mean, you couldn't write the book of Proverbs if you didn't have some pretty good instruction, right?
1: A-phew, yeah, yes, right.
2: And, and God's wisdom, God-given wisdom.
1: Yeah, so he doesn't. So even chapter 5, my son. Chapter 6, my son. Chapter 7, my son. So then it goes, I think, from 7 on uh, to, you know, the Proverbs of Solomon. Chapter 10, the word, the Proverbs of Solomon, you finally Uh, get into that in chapter 10 the Proverbs of Solomon
2: yeah in verse chapter 1 verse 8 my son hear the instruction of thy father forsake not the law of thy mother so I mean that that was wisdom right there yes Solomon including you know he yes his parents so both of them yeah the parents
1: exactly because you know that I mean uh, Bathsheba spent a lot more time with him than David did right
2: well, but yeah, but I mean, you're saying that this is is David's words. If it's if it's if it's Solomon's words, then he's talking about his.
1: Oh words. no! Right, no. Solomon's hearkening back to his parents, David or Bathsheba, and that's what you know. That's a good thing to read there in verse
2: eight. When you say hearkening back, what do you mean?
1: Verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Yeah. So hearkening back to his parents. What
2: does that mean, hearkening back?
1: Well, Solomon, remembering what his mother and his father have taught him.
2: That's what it is.
1: And so he's. You think
2: think that he's saying, you know, he's recounting. Yes. Every time
1: he hears my son, that's him. That's to him. Those are the messages from his parents to him. My son, if thou wilt receive my words. Those are the words of his parents talking to Solomon. That's the way I take it. Every time he says, my son, that that these are the words of his, either David or Bathsheba speaking to Solomon. I don't think it's a Solomon t- speaking to, you know, his one of his sons. Did you think it was Solomon speaking to one of his sons?
0: Well, I, I mean, I, that's
2: what I thought. Just, I thought they were
1: all. You know. I, I believe he's. Oh, OK. It could be. It was, that would make sense, too. That he's passing this on from, you know, the his, from his parents.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, you know. He's
1: but I think he could be, re, you know, he you know how Proverbs, it's almost like in the third person. So if he's, you know, he's if he's thinking that way, when he says, my son, he's really talking about himself. I mean, he speaks to, about, you know, himself in the third person. It seems to me in, in, in Proverbs a lot.
0: Uh-huh
1: kind of like you know Hebrew poetry. So it's just uh, again amazing that the Lord is telling him these things using these words forever then like you say David picks up on these words forever about his family, yeah. his house, his family forever and ever. That is just amazing. And David is getting a hold of this. Well, what what do you I mean what did it mean? What did that look like going forward when you know certain disaster was coming but so
2: but, that, you know, whenever you lose track of, you know, the uh, sovereign grace of God and the promises therein, like David did, then that's where failure has its, you know, its seedbed. He, he, he lost track of what God had was giving him and then went out just like in that census he took at the very end of his life uh-huh. it was, you know, uh-huh. yes. You know, what's, what's he got to prove? God's already. Yeah. Told yeah. What is. Yes.
1: Right. So that's just uh pretty amazing what the Lord told to David and David being, uh, you know, humbled by these great things. The Lord is telling him and getting a grasp. I mean, look at us. We're, <laughs> we have the new Testament. We have the words of Christ. And the inspired, you know, words of Paul and others telling us about what is ahead of us and how little we grasp of eternity as well. That's so, uh, you know, we can sympathize with David, not how much did he know? How much did he understand? Was this the millennium? Was okay. the Messiah going to be his ancestor?
2: But, but it's different, you know, just to look at the future. I mean, he took hold of the promise in the present. That's yes. The Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, nobody can conceive of. Forever, yes. Right. But, but I mean, he certainly. Took you can only the see prophecy. so far. Yeah. I mean, he was smiling at the end of this chapter, right? <laughs> I mean. Yes. You know, I am sure, he and Nathan are just like.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, because <laughs> 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 evidently, right. this is coming through Nathan, right?
1: <clears throat> yes. Right. And then, and then David's response. Yeah, his prayer and response. Like Solomon, after, after the Lord appeared to him, his response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, so incredible things. And you can know, like you're saying, you know, as men, you can only see so far. But to hear these things and trying to get a hold of them, that's amazing. So for us, the same thing, trying to get a hold of these promises that we have from the New Testament. Wow. Wow.
2: Well the first it thing is, though what I'm saying is first thing is is you have to understand what the promise is. Uh
1: huh. And then yes. you accept it. Yes, so right.
2: David, you know, he's kinda like, What? You know, and then he, he he gets a hold of the promise and he accepts it. A lot of people, you know, well follow,
1: then he starts living in the as if it's true. Yeah. The good of that. Yeah. Yes, right. Following through with that. Exactly. Same with us. Should be.
2: Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing about being in Christ. I think that you know that expression in Christ is such a, yes. a of right. blessing and, and incredible yes. sovereign grace. Yes, that, amen. It's not on, it's a plethora Of uh, you know, it's just amazing. I mean,
1: yes, yes, amazing. incomprehensible.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the the depths, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, you kind of see the height just, when and the you think depths. Of, uh, uh, Paul in Ephesians. You see, kind of like David. Exactly. Looking at trying to uh, imagine the
1: length, the breadth, the height, the width. Yes. Let me close in prayer. It's uh, 11 o'clock. Father, we just praise you and thank you. Thank you for this word. Thank you for uh, David. And, you know, uh, just appreciating how he got a hold of this, even not being able to see very far as a man. He got a hold of this and lived in the good of this promise that you gave him. And we pray that, you know, our uh, now uh, us New Testament believers having the word of God before us, the words of the Lord Jesus and the apostles and looking at the at the blessing that has been secured for us and trying to comprehend these things. We pray that you'd help us, Father, to get a better picture of this. Not that we have to know everything in the future, but to get a better picture of this, that it's ours. We're here. We are in Christ. And live in the good of this as well. Amen. That we do apply these things to ourselves. We thank you for your Word, your Holy Spirit, and uh, working in us these things. And we pray that we'd be better examples, be better to, able to encourage other brethren to, you know, to realize these things. How blessed we really are. Thank you, Father. We praise thank you and God. thank you for this time. In Christ's name.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.